mean, I told you not to go in that house. How you find me? I'm T.S. Mother A. We handle shit. That's what we do. Consider this situation. Handle. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Rotten Potato Podcast, a podcast where four friends sit down and watch movies that you absolutely should have already seen, but one of us never did. My name is Zach. I'm really excited to be back after a pretty long summer break, and I am here with three of my best friends. What's up? I'm Scott. I'm Jake. Tyler. I guys, Hello. Tyler's not here. I just realized he's yeah. not he's actually not here. I just realized we didn't we didn't even connect his mic. You're right. Yeah, that seems like an oversight on our part <laughs> if we thought he was. I'd like here. to think he is here and we're just not letting him talk. Oh yeah. Did yeah. he did he show up today? Did you guys see him? I haven't seen he him. He could be walking around downstairs. <laughs> uh, oh. I'm not sure. Yeah. Now that you mention it, I don't even think I've seen him at all today. Yeah. Weird. Well, uh, as you may have guessed, Heather's not going to be here or on this episode today, but we do have his take. We're going to share it with you later. He had a little bit of a family emergency, and so he had to bow out of this episode. I just want to say, like, Tyler has one family emergency, and then Zach is sitting in his seat <laughs> using his microphone. Yeah, Zach's using all of Tyler's equipment. He's I directing. Like it. Yeah. It's, it's really nice. This one just comes straight up to my face with, with the other one. I have to, like, lean over the table to get to it yeah. a little bit. You can be a little bit more relaxed. I'm, like, lounging over here. You feel more like season two, Zach, now? A little bit. I, like I got back. a little bit of that energy going. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm hunched over constantly when we do these. And I didn't even yeah. realize. I didn't think about it until Zach started talking about it. I was like, man, I'm missing a lot. It's really nice. Do you think you're going to develop like a hunchback from it? Probably. Then we'll, uh, have we all seen Hunchback of Notre Dame? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think I did when I was like yeah. four. <laughs> okay. We could do a, we could do a live action recreation with my hunchback. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that. So. <laughs> okay. Let's yeah. do it. That sounds good. I'm excited for that episode. I'm Disney, also, hit me up. I'm also sitting a little closer to Scott. How does which that is feel? Nice. I like it. Yeah. I feel like I'm more inclined to maybe like agree with your takes. Oh wow. Yeah. Just like Tyler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that how it works? Do you have like a like it's an a proximity aura? thing? That's yeah. why me and Zach sit uh, catacorner to each other. Okay. So mm-hmm. that is is that where like your aura is the weakest because mm-hmm. you want Zach to fight yeah. you? Yeah. Because like me and you agree on a lot of movies, and then me and Tyler agree on a lot of movies, but me and Zach are probably more opposite. That's probably true. And yeah. then Zach and Jake agree on a lot of movies, and Zach and Tyler agree on a lot of movies. Wow. We, our <laughs> arrangement is, has more thought than I, uh, I realized. We should probably uh, post a diagram or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Except I think I would disagree that Jake. <laughs> I, I, I said it and I was like, that's not true. Yeah. Uh, Zach I, hates all of your movies. To, to, to be honest, though, I think, I think Tyler, or sorry, Zach and I agree on, uh, on a lot of Tyler's movies this year. That's the, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Do. Just not on your movies. No, almost nobody agrees with me on my movies. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I'm a little nervous because I feel like more often than not, Tyler's the one that agrees with me on my movies and he's not here. So yeah. And we're doing your movie today. We're doing my movie. We're doing, have we even said what movie we're doing? No. Well, we obviously got it from the intro. Yeah. Like how do you, that's the TSA documentary. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, am fascinated by the TSA. Yeah. And so, Zach I, I decided me every time I walk into his home. <laughs> Ever since I watched this documentary, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, but it's been a while. Mm-hmm, that's yeah. true. Yeah. So Zach, what are what are we reviewing today? We're going to be talking about Get Out. Ah, yes. Uh, yeah. Now I remember I watched it. <laughs> yeah, like over a month ago. <laughs> yeah. All yeah, of be- us watched this over a month ago. I think. Yeah, we were supposed to. So for a little bit of context, we were supposed to have uh, like recorded and posted this episode around the time that Jordan Peele's third movie nope came out which was like a month ago now yeah we didn't originally plan to have a summer break <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then thrust upon us <laughs> yeah it was, it was thrust upon us because none of our schedules aligned to actually record uh-huh and so then we're like all right let's just take a few weeks off let's do some bonus content by the way i hope you enjoyed it i, I we'd love to know which of the three was your favorite episode <laughs> i i'd really like to say like because a lot of that was scott and like we appreciate the, all the work that scott did but i do feel like the ideal version of this podcast for scott is scott sitting in his office alone and creating an episode <laughs> i legitimately thought as we uh, were sitting down this morning i was like i could probably go back to old episodes and cut out tyler's voice and like make it sound like he's engaging with us yeah, no, like <laughs> that'd like, be kind of funny. Just pull like takes of his, you know, like yeah. oh Tyler, what do you think? And then cut, do like an edit there, and then like have his voice come in. That'd be very funny, actually. Yeah, yeah. maybe I'll do one of them at the very end. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. I could edit in one. But of how will they know which one with all of Tyler's other things he well, says? Here's here's today. the thing: is I know what he rated it, so I'm just gonna go back and find something else he rated at the same level. Okay, and just pull his like final take from that movie and insert it here. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'm excited to see, see how it plays. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty into that. idea. Actually. <laughs> yeah. What, what gave you the idea? Like what made you think, let me make a 10 minute episode of Zach laughing. <laughs> well, it first started with, um, the, the episode of our favorite. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of moments was, to look back on. It was the idea of what if we just played this same segment multiple times. Because you kind of already did that at the end of that. episode. I did. I did. Well, here's the thing is I almost took it back out of that episode. I did it at the end of the episode. <laughs> and I was like, how funny would it be if we had a whole episode that was just this? And so, yeah, I just it, it made me think that you were editing that first one and were so tickled by the laugh. <laughs> That not only did you do it for like four extra minutes, but you're just like, I'm not done doing this. I'm going to do it for 10 more. I originally thought about also making just the, my favorite segment, just the laugh for two minutes. <laughs> that would have been kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it landed where it did. Yeah. And I, I'm happy with it. Yeah, I don't, sure. I don't think anyone yet has gone through the whole episode. I think our average listen time on that is like 30 seconds. It, <laughs> they catch on pretty yeah. quick. I got through. Well, I mean, there's nothing to catch on. It's called 10 minutes of Zach laughing. You're right. Uh, yeah. You're it's right. in the title. I'm not trying to dupe anyone. I got through about three minutes because <laughs> I really wanted to finish it. And then I thought I have to do more than double what I've already done. Yeah. And I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I didn't finish it yeah. myself either. I, I will say in my editing of all those, I listened to your laugh more than 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, that's pretty fun. But it was such a good laugh. Like we don't get the boisterous Zach laugh as Not often. often. No. Yeah. And I, I really liked that. We just got a little bit of like a sigh or something from Tyler. He sounds so exacerbated in, yeah. that, in that moment. It's like a good laugh. And then, 
and then yeah. it just like keeps going. Like I feel like we could make that a beat. I think we, we should to. make that. We can beat. make a song. We should yeah. make that our new uh, intro song. Yeah, oh, let's yeah. do it. I we think it'd be it. cool. I could I could edit it in and edit maybe some other like instruments with it. Maybe like one of us can like throw down some lines. Yeah, Jake, if you write some lines, we'll have Zach perform. Okay. No, I'm thinking I'm already I'm already carrying the the rhythm here. I think oh, someone else needs to lay yeah. him down. Well, yeah. I'm doing all the editing. Well, I could spit some oh, bars. So I think Jake's got. So Jake, you got to write it and spit it. Okay, yeah. and then film a dance that you. But yeah, it's got to be a hunchback dance. dance. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> maybe uh, maybe Tyler eighty-eight mile an hour clocks. Yeah. Maybe Tyler can spit and then I'll, I'll, I'll get a, I'll choreograph a dance. Yeah. I will say, I think my favorite uh, bonus episode so far was the Lord of the dance lore. Yeah. And we found out pretty quickly that we just kind of like, it was really hard to figure out where we had talked about the Lord of the dance. Cause there's just, we don't, we don't catalog that anywhere. So we just had to listen to some episodes. So we probably missed some. Sorry about I'm, that. I'm sure there is, but yeah. you know, it was a solid 12 minute episode Yeah, and I enjoyed every minute. I was like laughing through the whole thing. So it was really funny. Yeah. I th- and I think we got the bulk of it. And yeah. I, I was reminded how I spent my birthday last year when I re-listened to Footloose. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was, that's still extremely funny to me. Yeah. 25, uh, it, it was all uphill from there, you know, like it could only get better. <laughs> now 25 is over and we'll, you know, we'll see, we'll see uh, what, uh, what movie did we start with in like end of June? I don't know. Oh, wait, we didn't do anything. We took summer off. Yeah. yeah okay. We took perfect. Some time off. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, if you haven't listened to the lore of the Lord of the Dance bonus episode, go check that out. It's, it's a fun time. It's only 12 minutes, uh, but let's go ahead and let's jump into the heart of this episode. So Zach, tell us a little bit about why you picked it. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I picked it when we were like first planning all of the movies that we were going to do for this season, uh, at the beginning of the year. And I was kind of like looking through what movies I wanted to watch when I wanted to watch them and whatnot. Um, and I, I was already like a pretty big fan of Jordan Peele's first two movies and I was excited for Nope to come out. Uh, I think it was like around the middle of July or so. So I planned it to where we could watch Get Out and then talk about Get Out. Right, I think it'd be like the the Monday after Nope dropped in theaters, mm-hmm. um, and so that was my original plan. So that's mainly why I picked it. Um, but also, like I I do think it's a really good movie. I like it a lot. Uh, I think I'm more excited just to talk about Jordan Peele more so than like specifically just Get Out. Um, but <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Get Out is also. Like, I forgot how big of a deal that movie really was and still is. Um, like, even just, we'll get to the the um, box office it made, but, like, it, it had a crazy ROI and I feel like has made a very big impact. I mean, doing some of the research that we did for this movie, like, UCLA created a class after this movie came out. It's made a huge impact. I am struggling to think of, like, uh, a directorial debut that like launched a director to like the level that Jordan Peele is already at. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus I think this is like kind of the perfect movie to talk about on a podcast. Cause there's so much to dissect and there's so many Easter eggs and um, not only that, but I think it's just, it, I think it's a very fun movie. Like I, it, not necessarily in terms of it's like content, but like just, it, it's a fun, exciting movie. Um, and so I really like this movie. Yeah, that's great. Uh, well, uh, I'm glad you picked it. I had never seen it before. This sounded a little sarcastic. Yeah, a little bit. I, I had to fight. I had to like stifle a laugh when he said that. I've yeah. never been sarcastic. 
That's true. Especially on the pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're all serious. You're yeah. like, you know what? You're, you're like, all business. Solid contribution, Zach. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into just the facts, and then we'll dig into our takes. This was directed, as as we said, by Jordan Peele. It was also written by Jordan Peele. It released on February 24th, 2017. It has a runtime of 104 minutes. The other guys gave this a 98%. IMDb gave it a 7.7. Uh, it had a box office of $255 million on a $4.5 million budget, so very, very good ROI on that, like you said. Uh, it won uh, the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay, and then it lost in three other categories for Best Picture, Best Lead Actor, and Best Director. So, so yeah, oh, I'm, go ahead. I was just going to say I'm excited to hear your guys' takes. Jake, you, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, no, I like, I mean, starters, I liked the movie. Like, I, I'm not gonna say I didn't like the movie, but I think that I like hearing about it and like, like hearing people talk about it and like reading about it beforehand. Everyone's like, oh, this is one of the greatest movies of all time. Uh, and so I went into it expecting one of the greatest movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I think that like it, it, maybe it was more hyped up, I think, because it was very of the moment. And yeah, like, it and definitely I, is. And so I think like the timing that it came out in and I think like it was important and I think it had a very big real world impact and all of that. And I think like that, like it'll probably go down as maybe the most important movie of the last decade Mm -hmm. uh, as far as like, like maybe like real world cultural impact. But like as a movie, I wonder, and maybe maybe I was expecting too much, but like I wonder if people are going to look at this in a like a hundred years devoid of context, like when we watched Citizen Kane, like, like 90 years later and say like as a movie, this is the greatest movie ever. I don't know. I, I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Uh, and like, I, I, I appreciate like the, the impact it had, but I think maybe I was expecting a bit too much going into it. That's fair. I think, I actually think you bring up like a lot of really good points. Um, because it's a pretty, like, it's kind of a small movie, uh-huh. like not, not a ton. Like, like we don't have really any change of scenery. It all takes place just in one single location. There's not a huge cast. I think like technically it's, it's good, but it's not crazy. Like, I don't think it like, I I could be wrong, um, but I don't think it like really moved the film industry forward in any like technical way, you know? Uh Um, Whereas it's really interesting. Have any of you guys seen Nope yet? I haven't seen it, no. No, I wanted to see it, and then I decided to move instead, and I've been very busy with that, but oh. I'm, I'm going to. It was like one of the two for you. It's like I could either buy a house and move or, or go watch Nope. Yeah, or I mean, like it's I could move. the same time commitment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same financial commitment yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, but I, I was going to watch it, and then like my closing date moved up, and I was like, well, all right, yeah. I'll just do this instead. Nope, I think is a really interesting contrast to get out because nope is a very big movie there's a lot of special effects there's a lot of there's some cg um the cinematography i think in nope is excellent um hoyt van hoytema is the the cinematographer um who i believe has done a lot of work with denis villeneuve who directed like arrival and sicario and then i believe christopher nolan as well i think he's worked with both of them and he's he's fantastic um, whereas get out, isn't really that way? Like, I think the strength of get out is in the script, um, and the acting for sure. And just the story, the general mystery. And then obviously with like the social commentary and whatnot, but like the cinematography, uh, I don't think of it, you know, when I think of this movie, I don't think of any, any crazy, like technical achievements that this movie 
accomplished, you know? And so I don't, I don't think that we will look back. I don't think this movie deserves to be looked back and thought like this is one of the best films ever made. I don't consider it one, but I do consider it one of the best movies probably of the last decade. Maybe like not on a technical aspect, but probably one of the most impactful movies for its era. Oh yeah. I think definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I think like I did have one pretty big problem with the script Actually, now that we're, ta- we're talking about the script, where like I feel like the whole movie felt fairly like grounded, maybe not realistic, but reasonable. Okay, uh, and then really went off the rails in the last thirty minutes. <laughs> really, like, I like it was. It felt very jarring that like all of a sudden, like like we have this like mystery. It's mysterious what's going on, and then it's just like, oh, okay, this is like borderline magic like i get like it's it's a science it's a brain transplant or whatever but like it just came out of nowhere for me and was very jarring interesting i want to get i want to come back to that but i want to yeah, hear it seemed like almost modern day realistic like mystery and then went into sci-fi yeah and it was okay. just it was really jarring for me uh but maybe if I watched it again, knowing what I was getting into, I wouldn't feel that way. But yeah. I was sitting there, I was like, what is, what's happening right now? You uh-huh. know, like, like, not, not confused, but just kind of like, wh- wh- how did we get here? You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I was a late bloomer as well. Um, I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, I had been avoiding it um, because I'm not a big scary movie fan. And I thought it was going to be more in the scary that's like realm. Also, why I had not seen it yet. Um, but it was. I would definitely say more suspense. Not really. Yeah. It was not a scary movie. Um, it, so I, I don't think just, it's really scary at all. And I think a lot of people think that it's supposed to be very scary before they see it. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know what like the actual classification is, but I feel like people were saying, "Oh, this is a horror movie." By the guy that did Key and Peele. Like, that was how I heard. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not watching that. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't want to watch a horror movie. Yeah, I don't know how you, like, really classify, like, the difference. Like, it's it's not a slasher. Yeah. Like, like some people, like, think, like, oh, horror movie means slasher. But I would say, like, it's definitely, like, an emotional horror film. Like, it, it, like... Like a psychological... Psychological thriller, yeah. Yeah. I think thriller is the best classification for it. I think that that feels more appropriate, and I wish that somebody would have said that to me because I might have watched it sooner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. Because I like suspense movies. Like, um, I think of um, Split. Oh yeah, was a, was a yeah. movie that I was like kind of afraid to watch, and Tyler like convinced me to go and watch it with him. And I watched it, and I was like, oh my gosh, that was so good. Yeah. Um. So, getting into my take on on this, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought the acting was phenomenal. Um, I was bought into every character the whole time. Um, I think there was a lot of like t- fun, fun in quotes, tw- like twists and turns through yeah, the movie. Yeah. Um, I was on the line the whole time, whether the daughter knew what was happening or not. Mm. Like even through like getting the keys and going down the stairs, I'm like, is she yeah. like, what is that? Like, uh-huh. wait, really? Because like he had seen the pictures, but yeah. she was still like. Like she, I was, she, I thought maybe she was hypnotized too. Oh. Like her acting was convincing enough to where you're questioning, is she in on this? Yeah. Yeah. Cause at that point we still hadn't learned that it was like brain transfer. <laughs> so I thought it was all just hypnotism and stuff. And I had thought like maybe along the way, like maybe all the, all the whole community is hypnotized mm. and that's why they're acting so funny. Um, and I was like trying to figure this thing out in my brain the whole time. And so I agree. It took like a really like left, like hard left turn when it went to like 
brain transfer coagula <laughs> yeah yeah um but I, I thought it was really good. Like it was, it had me on that of my seat. I was paying attention the whole time. I thought it was really well paced and I don't think there was anything spectacular about the cinematography, but there was a few like really good shots. I thought, especially like when he's first getting hypnotized and it's the close up, and you see like the single tear come down and yeah, you're um, right. when he first like f- goes into the dark place and he's like falling mm-hmm. and like there were some really interesting shots that you don't see very often in movies. It's true. Um, so I, I really like that. I thought the lighting and like the set deck were really good. I'm surprised it didn't get nominated for some of those things. Mm. Like I felt like I was in like the South. Yeah. During the movie. Is um, that where they were? I thought they were in like the North Northeast. It's, it's supposed to be upstate New York. Okay. But it was filmed actually in the South. Oh, okay. It really was filmed in the South. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's maybe why I felt like it was yeah, in the South. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I thought the acting was, was really good. Like I thought uh, the mom and the dad both were like that eerie kind of nice. Yeah. And they nailed that. Like, I was like, oh man, like I don't trust these people. Now granted I've seen previous for it. I knew bad stuff was going to happen. Um, but I, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was great. Um, I agree that I don't know if it's like on a technical level, one of the best movies of all time, but I think as far as like impact for the time is probably up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I think I, I think I would echo a lot of what, you guys are saying like I feel like I sounded more negative than I felt like I enjoyed the movie I liked it but I think that like I've, I've got to I've got to like not read about things you know because I think if I would have went into it knowing less I would have probably liked it more yeah I think I think it's interesting like what you're saying I think I would I think if if I'm placing myself in your shoes I think I'd probably have a very similar response um you guys remember that like that other group of friends that we had that like would watch movies and rank them. They did get out. Uh-huh. That was like one of the first ones. And it was like second place or something. Like I, they like said it was one of the best movies. I think they only ended up watching like 10, but get out was like ranked really high. And I uh-huh. remember thinking like, really get out. Like that one beats all these other masterpieces, like the Godfather and I don't know, like some Hitchcock films or stuff like that. Like get at your really ranking, get out that high. I remember thinking like that. Well, they also had gravity up there. So (laughs) yeah, that's true. So I guess you have to take that into account too. But I remember thinking like, dang, really? Like you really think get outs like up there. Um, And then like rewatching it again this time, I remember thinking like, no, this movie is really good. Like I forgot how good it was, but like all that to say, like, I do feel like there are people that, maybe do kind of overhype this movie a little bit and like it consider it one of the best films maybe ever and whatnot. And I do think it's a really important movie. And I think in some ways it is groundbreaking and really good, but I still don't really put it up there, you know? Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I guess you're just agreeing with me. So yeah, definitely. I don't know. I, I agree with you agreeing with me. I think, <laughs> I think that there are still other films that have come out within the last 10, 20 years that I would tell other people to watch first, you know, like I don't think get out would be one that I would go to immediately, but I do like, I do think it's a movie that people should see. Definitely. Um, yeah. yeah. But and, if, if we're talking thrillers though, like I would yeah. put this up there yeah. like, Oh, like, for sure. Like, Oh, this jaws, um, split like i mentioned like these are all like really good like well-made thrillers yeah and it is groundbreaking in the fact that um like just with some of the records that it's broken um 
I'm looking right now. Like Jordan Peele with Get Out, he became the 23rd filmmaker to be nominated for Best Director in a Directorial Debut. So, sorry, is Best Director in a Directorial Debut a category or are you saying that he got nominated for best director it's and not it a category okay. it's just like he happened to be the 23rd to be nominated from his directorial yeah. debut okay it's not its own category but it's something people pay attention to okay yeah um this also became the highest grossing debut horror film based on an original screenplay Wow, mm. that's a that's a lot of qualifiers, but uh, yeah. And uh, I heard this actually not too long ago. I thought this was wild too. And it's not about Get Out, but it's about Jordan Peele. So Nope just came out. Uh, yeah, Nope was I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure this is the the fact or the the stat that I heard that Nope is now the highest grossing film based on completely original IP since his previous movie Us. Wow. Huh. Which is, I just thought was so cool that it's just like we have a director right now and a writer who's writing completely original content and is able to do it like so successfully yeah. in the age of Marvel and Star Wars and all the Disney owned IP. Totally. And we're making 50 minion movies now like that we still have <laughs> how Jordan dare Peele. You, how dare you trash minions like that? I, I was looking up. You like, like minions? No. <laughs> I was looking at the box office yesterday just to see like how well Nope did. And minions, the rise of Gru has made so much money. It's crazy. Yeah, well, it was probably all the gentle minions. Yeah, I know. I'm sure it is, but still. Um, but also, I'm pretty sure that Jordan Peele from Get Out became the first African American man to, um, or I, I think just African American uh, to be to win Best Original Screenplay. I believe of, of mm. like I don't think anyone had before him. That's really yeah. awesome. And it's it's pretty nuts that like I feel like it would have been so easy, even though he had like like what was it like admittedly probably a very good script for people to be like, what you're you're the funny guy like why aren't you doing the funny movie? Yeah. Uh, and so like, it's, it's pretty impressive that he was able to break out of that. And I don't think that people right now would even think about him as a comedian, even though that's no, how I feel yeah. like most of us came to know him. It's crazy. I feel like the reputation that he has created for himself is like so wildly impressive. Like I can't think of, I think Chris Nolan and Tarantino are the only two other directors making movies right now that I think people will go see their movies just based on they're they the ones it. that directed yeah. it. Yeah. But like they, I mean, I obviously I wasn't like old enough to really be paying attention to what was going on when Tarantino first started his career. But like, I don't remember Chris Nolan uh, creating that, um, that, reputation for himself nearly as quickly as Jordan sure. Peele did. Sure. But I mean, I guess like, I wonder how much of it goes into the fact that Jordan Peele had name recognition mm -hmm. before he did like yeah. get out. Like it was very interesting to me. I wasn't going to see it cause it was a scary movie, but like, if you told me, Oh, like I liked Kim Peele. So like you told me, Oh, like Jordan Peele made a movie. I would, I would have gone and seen it just because he had made it. Cause I definitely liked that. I think it definitely helped, but I think not the, to undercut. His yeah. Cause but. I think that if, if get out sucked, then it just, you, we wouldn't be where we are, but like he completely crushed expectations mm -hmm. uh -huh. and now everyone will go see whatever he did and like go in expecting a certain type of movie, you know, uh -huh. which I think is really interesting. I yeah. don't, I actually don't know that I know what type of movie to expect. Cause I haven't seen us. Okay. And I haven't seen Nope yet. I want to see Nope. Yeah. Us, us, I heard, was more scary. 
Is that correct? Yeah, Us is the scariest one, even though Nope has a couple moments that I think are scarier than anything in in, uh, in Us, I mean. Uh-huh. Um, but over, like, on the whole, Us is the scariest one he's done so far. I feel like it's super impressive to see, like, his range on things, too. The fact that he can help write those, like, super funny skits yeah. and then also come out with something like this yeah, is, like, wow. Like, it's something that's super impressive to me and shows, like, so much, like, competency and intelligence and, like... It's just really impressive. Definitely. I heard someone say that um, they wonder if his background in comedy could have only like really given him an advantage mm-hmm. in being able to do this because like him and, and Key spent like a lot of time spoofing off of other movies. Yeah. And so they kind of know how to watch a movie and pick the parts that are stupid and that they're able to like spoof on and make fun of and turn Uh them into jokes. Like I think of when we watched the one where they're making fun of the usual suspects. Oh yeah. Uh You know? And so I think Jordan Peele is able to like write his script and say, no, this is stupid. Like this could be parodied and like kind of avoid those pitfalls. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's super impressive. Going, I know you you said you were talking about Nope a little bit. I heard it was like comparable to Jaws. But it really is. Yeah. So it's it's one of those once again like just thriller. There's some kind of like big bad monster mm-hmm. type of movies. Yeah. Oh wow. I don't want to say too much since it's still out in theaters. Yeah. Um, but and it felt very similarly to how Get Out. I think you can pick up on different homages from previous seminal films and directors yeah. nope it feels very much the same way feels like he he very much borrowed a lot from spielberg and um i read in an article that uh jaws was like one of the films that he had his whole cast watch in preparation mm. for nope yeah i think i would i, I kind of can't wait to watch uh get out again yeah just so i can like pick up on things like this is one of those movies where there's so much that happens in the first half that will be cast in a new light once you watch it a second time. Yeah, I'm really interested to hear how you guys feel about it on second viewing because I feel like you both have said that there's uh, very much like a sharp left turn that happens in this movie. But, and I, I think I can see how you feel that way, but at the same time, like the whole movie is based in the fact that like they are abducting black people to steal their bodies and put them through this, this procedure. So like that is still the movie, you know, I didn't, there was nothing that like told me there was going to be a procedure. Like it's the procedure part. I knew there was a turn coming. Yeah. I just wasn't expecting it to be like a scientific medical procedure. And it, it like, I don't, I want to be careful. I say this, but it like, I, I think that it was like a big like image and like a allegory, right. For like, like, thing like 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 an enslavement of people mm-hmm. and it almost i i i don't know if this is wrong to say but it almost felt like we maybe sacrificed a bit of the script to to put in a message mm-hmm. in there which i think was a fine like a good message and like like important for people to know and talk about and understand but at the same time like it wasn't where i felt things were building to but maybe i need to watch it again and see but like I don't know. Like maybe need to watch again and see what's going on. But like, it wasn't like when you when you see a good twist in a movie, I feel like the twist should come, and then you'd be like, "That makes sense." Like I didn't so see it coming. Did, you didn't feel like this made sense. No, it just felt very different than the first half of the yeah. movie. Where like yeah, like like you like it doesn't have to be like oh I saw that coming. But as soon as you hear it, you're like, oh okay, mm-hmm. I understand. I understand the things I didn't understand. I it, it makes sense. 
and it, it and it doesn't feel like a departure from the rest of the movie. And this just felt like it, it almost felt like we switched genre. Yeah, we switched genres in the last thirty minutes of the movie. Interesting. Yeah, because I was with it, and I'm not. I'm not trying to say really much negative about it because I really did love it, like all the way up through the auction. Uh huh. And I was like, oh wow, like this is just modern day slavery. Like there's so many like different yeah. things happening here. And then I thought it was just going to be like, they're like, um, what's it called? Uh, hypnotizing these people to just like do stuff. Just become for, slaves. Become slaves. Yeah. Not putting my own conscious into their body. Oh, I yeah. see. And I, yeah. I, I feel like we might be digging down on the things we didn't like and we're going to come across that we didn't like it. And I don't think that's true. Oh, I think we've already um, sung its praises. Yeah. Quite and, a yeah. Bit. and it's going to be seen like, in our rating. Yeah. Like talking about the movie. Like, I feel like we haven't said like what we like, like yeah. what we liked about the movie. We haven't like, sure. We talked about other Jordan Peele things, you know, but like I was, I was pretty invested and in, into the mystery the whole time. I thought that like, uh, the dad was super unsettling yeah. for me. Like, like mm-hmm. he was maybe the most unsettling person until I started to figure out that she was the, the what's her name? What, what's his girlfriend's name? Rose. Rose. So I started to figure out that Rose was in on it and I was like, oh, she's and then. And then I realized that she's maybe one of the most evil characters I've ever seen in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way you that know? she was able to just flip the script. Like yeah. everyone else felt like you could sense it, but with her for the first half, you, there was no sense of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought that was very interesting. And I, I, I thought that of the, the characters themselves were interesting and like well thought out and then well, well played. And so I don't know, like, I don't know who you guys like. And I, I, I really loved, we haven't talked about him. The, the TSA guy. What's his name? Yeah. Oh yeah. The best Rod. friend was one of was, so like well placed and timed and Lil like, Ray Howry, I think is his name. Like a lot of a lot of really good like cutting the tension. Yeah. Coming back to him. But then also coming around and then like like maybe talking about the message where like he's trying to get something to happen and he can't like on the outside like he sees what's going on and he brings it to the authorities and like like it wasn't like he was doing nothing. Yeah. You know, and like he wasn't important to the plot and he was just forced in for comic relief. But he was also very very good mm-hmm. tension. Yeah. Here. And even like the, the trope there of like um, someone else who's the same race, like not helping and mm-hmm. like just going along with it. And like that happened a lot during slavery too. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just, there was so many really well-placed um, like tropes through the movie that make you reflect on the, the past of our country. It's like, what would it look like today? Yeah. I'm curious what you guys felt like this movie was building towards and then what could have been different slash better. Cause like Jake, you said that you felt like maybe we sacrificed the, the quality of the script to, to fit in a message. Well, I, yeah, maybe that was the wrong thing to say. And like, I, I feel like I was thinking about it right then, but like, like I feel like, like that would like there was there was a message to the movie and made that was probably the whole point of making the movie right was mm-hmm. the message um but i don't know like it's just not it felt so jarring then maybe i just need to watch it again interesting but like i just was like really taken out of it uh-huh. at that point and i was like whoa what the heck um but like i, I don't know what i thought it would have been i thought it was along the lines of what scott was talking about where like they were just hypnotizing slaves and like mm-hmm. doing something like that um yeah, I, and I thought it was like it was a conversation around like the power of a um, an African American person in America, and like the fact that like 
there's nothing he could do. There was nothing his friend could do. The cops don't listen. And I thought for sure at the end, when the cop car pulls up, that it was a real cop and he was either going to get killed or he was going to go to prison. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Which was the original idea, right? It was, yeah. Mm -hmm. Where, like, I guess in one of the 200 drafts of the script, they uh, decided to change it from... To change it to a happy ending, right? Because, yeah. I, th- I thought you were going to take over and start talking. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but you're completely right. Yeah, that uh, that Chris would, one, end up killing Rose, which he doesn't in this in this movie or in this draft, um, and then ends up getting arrested by the police and taken to jail and, and uh, like, having to take the rap for it all and uh, having to live out the rest of his life in prison. Mm. Yeah, and I think, I like, I appreciate what, what I think it was funny what Jordan Peele had said where he said like they've earned like the audience has earned a better ending, like a more happy yeah. ending where like it would have been probably powerful, but I would have been, it would have been a huge, huge downer. bummer. Yeah. And I think it would have felt a little too real. Yeah. Like I, th- <laughs> I think it would have been straight up depressing. Yeah. Um, especially given like when it was released uh, and so, uh, yeah, I, I think he definitely made the right call on that. And I thought it was really interesting too. I never really noticed how, um, like the significance in Chris not actually killing Rose cause he's choking her at the very end. And then he decides to stop. Uh-huh. Um, and I never like really thought of like, why did Peel, why did he write it to where Chris doesn't murder Rose? Um, and Peel in in the interview I was listening to pretty much talks about how he kills the rest of the family. It's pretty much all in self-defense. Even if they're not actively trying to kill him in that moment, they're still barriers to his survival. But most of the time they are straight up trying to murder him as well. So he's killing everyone in self-defense. Rose is the only person at that point. She's already been shot by the grandpa after Chris takes his picture and kind of like helps him shake out of it a little bit. So he doesn't need to kill her, but he's about to in that moment. He's choking her and Peel wanted, Peel didn't want Chris to lose his soul in that moment. Quote unquote, Mm. that's what he said. Like he wanted him to still be better than the villains. Yeah. And to make him, I think just more uh, sympathetic to, to all of us. And I thought that that was also um, the right move as well. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Like, because I don't like thinking about it now, thinking about if he would have killed her, I don't think I would have begrudged him that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it could have uh, played either way, but I like the, the path. But that chose. yeah, yeah. I, I think it makes sense. But then there's also like this, what happens to her? Does she eventually get shot? They just, well, she it gets ends shot. With her just bleeding on the street. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just leave her. Cause the in, grandpa shoots her in a, in, when you think about it, it's probably much more cruel to just leave her dying on the street to die a really painful death. I guess so. But I think in that moment, he's not thinking, what should I do in her best interest? Yeah. I think he doesn't have to live with the fact that he didn't needlessly take a life. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like, like I, I understand like, like from the, the symbol of it, but then like when I think about it, I'm like, man, that was probably way I, more cruel. I yeah. think maybe but I'm not saying she doesn't deserve <laughs> it. Like she, yeah. she is just evil. Yeah. So well, and she could have survived for all we know. Yeah. I would have the fear that she would survive and come back for me. For sure. For <laughs> yeah. sure. I do think that there's something to, um, 
Like it's a lot different as an audience member watching Chris kill someone who's trying to kill him in the moment versus like there's a girl who's already been shot and she's lying on the ground and he's going to get on the ground and choke the life out of her. And we as the audience watch that. Well, I mean, what happened was she she had been shot and then he thought she was dead and then she picked up the gun and tried to shoot him again. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. I I still would have classified it as in self-defense. Okay. It was still a struggle. I did watch this movie a month ago, so there's still some details I'm a little shaky on. Because she was still actively trying to kill him to her like last moment. Yeah, like like uh, there there was part of me that was like, while she's still breathing, she's probably going to try to kill you. You know, yeah, because that's but then what he, was. Happening. I mean, he he had to have just gotten the gun out of her her gr- grasp, right? Because he, yeah. he just leaves. This family has so many tricks up their sleeves, though. It's true, they <laughs> do. <don't know. laughs> they have a whole they they hit a whole science lab where they were doing brain surgery in the yeah. basement. That's you know? true. That's very true. So who knows? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I I will say too. One of the other like turns that got me was um, the buyer, the blind guy, mm. um, when he interacts with him at the like dinner party. I was like, oh, like this guy isn't weird like everyone else. He's not yeah. racist like yeah. everyone else that, is. Yeah. That was the thing. Like I did I thought Steven Root was gonna be a good guy somehow. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know why he's here, but he seems good. And then to have him be the one to do it was like even worse yeah. for me. And I like <laughs> you're I a like, big fan of Steven Root. I'm not a big like I'm not a big fan of Steven Root, but everything I see him in, I re I think he does a really good job. And he just like comes up in these small parts and yeah. a lot of things. Like what do they call it? Like a character actor yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's maybe one of the better character actors I've seen. He's like, good. He's he's really funny. He can yeah. be very funny. He's a good actor. Um like like his scene or his his like thing in Buster Scruggs, I still think about all the time and think is super funny. Uh but yeah, so I like him. But that it wasn't upsetting because he did the bad thing. Like I've seen him be the, I've seen him be the bad guy too yeah it was just like i thought he was gonna be a good guy yeah yeah are you ever gonna nominate buster scruggs for this probably next year when okay. when it's been enough time i've just heard you talk about it like eight <laughs> times on this podcast sorry like, i just really enjoyed it i, I wish I, I had seen it so we don't have to watch it <laughs> why we can still make that happen we can if watch, I watch it, it right now yeah. are you a late bloomer on that one too? yeah but i'll watch Wait, it why <laughs> why don't you want to watch it i don't know yeah i don't think it's a movie you absolutely should have seen i just like it it was that's fine yeah. And I don't know if I will or will. have plenty of movies on this podcast <laughs> that are movies you did not need to see. I, I think say, all four of us have nominated at least one. I yeah, would say I would that, that. Uh, that we're doing movies this recording session <laughs> that uh, don't fit that category. This, I would agree with that as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, guys. To peek behind the curtain, we 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 do four in one day. Uh, yeah, I think before. we've said that yeah, before. I yeah. Uh, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit more specifically about, about the acting. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm glad that you brought that up because I was thinking about, uh, the brother. Yeah. The brother did such a great job of making me uncomfortable. Like when he was on the screen, I was like a little bit squirmy. Like I didn't want to watch him. So the brother I thought was so interesting in that like he is, I think maybe, my only nitpick really in the movie but i'm also like i'm willing to have my opinion changed because he just seems we like too weird almost but like how can you not be when you grow up in that environment okay so i i have heard someone say that too like he's the like i heard someone use the quote he's the demon seed of satan like if you're brought up in that twisted and screwed up of a family you're gonna be so that I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But I think tonally, like he would just throw me off and that like it's such a methodical, like 
well acted family. And he just seemed like so over the top uh-huh. and I, just like, bro, like you need was, to rein it in a little bit. I think that's what almost made it feel real to me because like they were like perfect. But then like you have like if if, if they are this he way, felt like the job of this family, maybe <laughs> a little <laughs> maybe. bit, but like, Let's, like if they are this way, then like it's going to have to show like yeah. in their kids is probably the way it's going to show. Like, uh-huh. Uh, and this is a bit of a tangent, but I remember like there's a Sherlock Holmes story where they're talking about somebody and then he gets really suspicious because of how cruel their kid is. And he's like, well, oh. that like, like you can probably tell a lot about the character of the parents based off of yeah. the behaviors and attitudes of the children mm. where like it felt real. Like it felt real to me that like there is this like it, like if they're they're obviously doing something strange, they're obviously doing something weird, and they're obviously probably racist. He's probably going to like, like at least one of them has got to be like that i think that makes a lot of sense yeah there was a point though at the beginning before he got super crazy um where i was like oh like the parents are kind of talking negative about him his sister's kind of talking negative about him and i was like maybe he's actually gonna be one of the like good guys or somehow help chris Mm. get out of this scenario because he's not like one of the family but it turned out he was just the craziest part of the family Yeah. 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 yeah yeah But yeah, he like, and I, I think he was supposed to make you uncomfortable and he made me so uncomfortable. He really did. Yeah. 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 He was weird. He was, he was very unpleasant. But I think in like, not in a good way, but like in a, in a, probably a very intentional way that like, sure, this isn't like a comfortable position. This isn't a comfortable thing to talk about. It like, it's uncomfortable and it should be. Peel feels like the kind of director where everything is intentional. And so, uh-huh. yeah, I think that had to have been the point. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little, I was thinking too, because of like Rose's character was very put together and then yeah. his character wasn't. And so I'm like, I was like reflecting on them. Like, was he just like n- not able to fake it or they just yeah. didn't care what he was like or I like mean, just classic, everyone kind of had a role except for him. Classic firstborn overachiever, right? Like she's got to, <laughs> she's got to be the perfect one. And uh-huh. then now, now he's, 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 he's actually doing the stuff, right? Like he's going to med school and he's actually doing the brain transplants. Is that right? The son? I don't remember. Was he assisting? He was assisting. He's definitely assisting. Yeah. But is his character in med school? He was in college. I, I guess I made the assumption that he was in med school when he was assisting with the surgery, but I don't know if they said it. That makes sense to me. Um, so like he had a role, I think, like, I think he was being groomed to take over. But if, if, uh, if Chris didn't literally burn their whole operation to the ground, I, I think he would have, because Mm -hmm. I don't think Mm -hmm. he would have been able to do it. Um, during the auction and they were like doing the prices and everything, it sold for 20, but I wasn't sure if it was like how 20, what dollars <laughs> Yeah, was it 20, 20,000, 20 million? Like I would guess million. They're doing a brain transplant in their basement. Like that's a lot. That That's probably costs a lot. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I never had that thought until now, but, uh, I would assume it'd be, it'd be more. Yeah. They seem like racist and want things to be the way they they used to be. So like maybe twenty dollars would be a good old timey <laughs> price. <laughs> well, I, I was just no thinking, one else is willing to match for the yeah. for the house and the equipment that's there. It has to be high. Like there's yeah. no way they're surviving off because there was only how many uh, people had it happened to that was there. Only a couple. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield is the only character that we see other than I guess the grandpa and and Betty too but um, but those were in family Betty Gabriel the actress yeah exactly so we're assuming that they 
they didn't. They just did that on. So the they movie. Is Betty Gabriel, uh, the grandmother. Yeah, Georgina is her okay. character. Yeah. So this was potentially maybe the, only the fourth time. Well, done but it. we do see more, uh, like from Rose's pictures. Oh, we that's see true. More. There was a lot. So I yeah. think there's a handful, like five or six or so. I. But from what we see in the movie, it looks like it's still been like less than ten. Yeah. 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 I would guess I think, millions. I think twenty million is fair. I think that well, makes because the most sense. I think they were just starting to refine the process, right? Probably. Like what, I think that's what Stephen Root said. Like uh, they were like, like, like they just recently like got it, but then there were some issues, which I think is why the the grandmother and grandfather were like delegated to being servants because yeah. I think that they couldn't like maintain. Mm-hmm. Like personality, oh, interesting. Like they, like their their transplant wasn't quite right, and then they were getting better. I think that's what was said in the movie, but oh. I could be. It could have been something I read afterwards. That's uh, really interesting. Maybe I didn't pick up on that. But yeah, but like they, like they had to do like like fairly menial jobs because like their brain just wasn't quite right. Well, mm-hmm. and even with uh, the Keith Stanfield's character, like he wasn't super like interactive. He was kind of, but like, like he was off, but he was like a little bit better than better the other than two. Yeah. Uh, but I can't think of a more like frail system to like spend $20 million on when like a flash of light or somebody clinking a tea saucer, uh, ruins it for you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But the, the clinking, the tea saucer was like, that was a, a method of control, right? Yeah. Like necessary to yeah. get him. Yeah. Under their grip. Yeah. I, I agree that it's unfortunate a flash of light for them. <laughs> that is a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Huge pitfall. But it seemed like she was able to get him back pretty quick. But I yeah, exactly. And I guess like if if grandma and grandpa are on their way out, like you're just gonna do whatever it takes to keep them around and like also kill two birds in one stone, like use them in this potentially million dollar like uh uh investment. So mm-hmm. If if there's some some flaws in the system, like you know, it's it's worth it. There were some things I was a little bit unclear about with the grandma. Like, it's part of it seemed like like she was like I was wondering if she was trying to help him when she like opened up the the door and then like all the pictures. Like he sees all the pictures. Like, what was that? Was that just like oh now it's time for things to come to a head? Let's freak him out. Or was like the the old personality coming in and doing something it seemed like she was the most unstable out of all of them like yeah. you saw her like crying in the mirror and like mm-hmm. it seemed like maybe hers was maybe the first yeah and then maybe the grandpa. i don't remember what what happens in that scene so she he is in the room and like she's been doing weird things uh, the whole time like uh-huh. like where like i didn't quite understand what her motivations were or what she was doing uh, and like you would see her, yeah, you'd see her crying or just like staring out a window f- at nothing. Uh, and then she leaves the door, like there's like a secret door and that's where she, uh, where Rose keeps yeah. all the pictures of her previous uh-huh. relationships where like, then they have the flashback where it's like, oh, sh- she had told Chris that he was the first black guy she'd ever dated yeah. and all that. And he sees all the pictures. Uh, Georgina had left that door open. Uh, yeah. and I didn't understand what that was. Like if, if like there were cracks in the procedure or like what was going on, like yeah. if that was her old personality coming out. And then mm. was, yeah, maybe. Was, yeah. I don't know because at the same time I'm like, why would they keep all that stuff, especially in the room that that person stays in? Yeah. Well, it was so hidden, but like, did you see when after the fact, like she was sitting on her laptop in the room while they were supposed to be doing the procedure Rose was, and she was surrounded by the pictures. There were like trophies. Like she was like, mm. like a hunter and those were her, 
her like yeah she's already looking wall. for her next victim how long were they dating before this happened did they say sure. at the say at the beginning because that's it's like a full like investment and grooming process for each one i want to say they said a couple months but i don't remember mm-hmm. yeah which is a lot but like a couple months for 20 million dollars worth 20, no yeah, for like, sure yeah. for sure yeah and i guess if you're just racist like it's you know who cares probably a very satisfying i process I, for yeah. you i think that part of it was like and i think they didn't consider themselves to be racist the family and i think that that was part of the kind of the discussion was they were almost the people like uh the the people who are like oh i'm not racist but like they are also have their own like yeah like race it's kind of like the the like for lack of a better term like woke white liberal yeah the, who, like, like thinks they're allies but they're still very much so like reductionist in their thinking yeah the well like the 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 well-intentioned yeah. idiot woke per like yeah like i think that that was specifically who like at least maybe the mom and the dad were yeah trying like they were that was who they were trying to critique and be yeah uh which is interesting because like I like maybe Rose is racist. Like she was raised differently, I, but like I don't think they the family would have thought of themselves as racist. I feel like they still are just in that like if you are the kind of person that like can think like a white person's soul is better suited to continue and is worth killing a black soul no, to do it, like I think they're racist. Oh, I don't I think see that what you they mean. think of themselves as racist. Oh, no, I think that that's you're right. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I don't yeah. think that they would like admit that we, yeah. I think they would say they're the opposite. Yeah. Like they were, they kept talking about like the physique of uh, yeah. the black males and how they're stronger and faster and bigger and all would have these voted things. for Obama a third time if I could have. Yeah. Yeah, I, I misunderstood you. I, I agree with that 100%. Like, um, I, yeah, I would say yes to that. Yeah. And so like, I, and I think that that's just like, maybe just a different thing, like a different discussion point that he was trying to bring up of like, Mm -hmm. you know, like even, even though you think you're on the right side, you might still be doing the wrong things. Mm -hmm. It was another interesting point. I thought, um, I kind of want to go back to, uh, talking about Allison Williams who played Rose. Uh huh. Um, because I'm a little undecided on, how well she did in this movie or not because i was watching it this is my i think my third time watching this film Mm -hmm. and i remember thinking at times like is allison williams a bad actor like is she because like she would respond to chris to daniel kaluuya who i want to say i think was a fantastic actor Mm -hmm. i think he got nominated for best actor from this movie which was really impressive in that like most movies that come out that early in the year this came out in february lose any uh, semblance of Oscar buzz by the time that it comes out. So I think the fact that it still kind of maintained that momentum for like almost a year was really impressive. Yeah. Um, but like he would, he would bring up these like really legitimate concerns that he's like noticing about the parents and the brother and everything, just the whole situation. And she would respond to him uh, and I'd just be like, that was like the, like such a weak, like unconcerned response to him. Like is Allison Williams a bad actress? But then I started to ask myself, is Rose just not the best actor? That's how, like in retrospect, yeah, that's how I read it. I, I, and I think that that's really cool if that is the case where it's just like, okay, like Rose is obviously a good actor because she has us, the audience fooled. I, I was similar to you, Scott, in that like, I was, I was bought in that she was a good guy 
up until the the picture part, but even then I was still confused and it wasn't until the key revealed that it was just like, oh crap. No, yeah, she's, she's like, where are my sure keys? Bad. Where are my keys? And she's like crying on the stairs. Yeah, so like, she had me fooled. She obviously had Chris fooled for a long time in their relationship, but there's moments where I feel like you can kind of see the flaws in her acting and watching it through this time, I was like, is this Allison Williams or is it Rose? That's like in, yeah, because like I think I felt weird about things that she did. Where I was like, what? That's that's a weird response. Like, why would you do that? And then in, I was thinking about it afterwards. I was like, oh, she was just like doing what she could to keep him around. Yeah, keep him and there, like, yeah. Like it was probably like from her perspective, a difficult role to play because I mean, as as not, 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 not Allison Williams, but Rose. Yeah. Like Rose has to like, keep this guy around long enough to yeah. like, so like probably hard to think on your feet like that, you Definitely. know, and like keep around. Although I guess she has practice at this point, but I think thinking about the key scene, I had like, when I saw the pictures and I realized that she had lied, I guess I, I assumed that she was lying and I didn't assume she was hypnotized. I just was really thinking about how cruel and unnecessary her performance was on the stairs mm, with the keys. Where I was yeah. like, why are you like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Like, you you point, got him. Like, yeah, it's it's done. Like you are just being cruel and like giving him false hope. Yes. To take it away. You know? Yeah. I didn't get it. Yeah. The the whole stair scene for me was like almost chilling. Yeah. Yeah. I also I think she's a good actor. I think I think, yeah. yeah, my consensus by the end of it is that she is a good actor. Just her character wasn't as good. I think especially to the scene when she's talking to Rod on the phone. Oh, she's yeah. eating cereal. Well, and that part was was creepy as yeah. well. Mm -hmm. That was a cool scene. Yeah. When she's talking to him and he, from his end, she sounds very concerned, but then you see her face and it's just dead, like mm -hmm. completely glazed over. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was interesting. What did you guys think of Daniel Kaluuya? That's I thought he was phenomenal. Yeah. That's, yeah, I, I thought he was really good. Yeah. I think I like that actor a lot. I The first time I ever saw him in anything was in Black Mirror. Mm. You guys watched that show, right? Uh, I've I've watched the first season. few episodes. Yeah. Which episode was was he? He's the, in the first season. It was the uh, the 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 like he isn't like the dystopian future. Yes. And he like does the exercise bike. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that now that you say it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was good. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed he's not going to be in coming back to Marvel the uh, Black Panther movie this year. Oh, is he not going to be in the sequel? No, because the filming for Nope was at the same time, and he chose oh. Nope. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy he did. Sure. Because yeah. he was really good in Nope as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I like that actor a lot. I'm, yeah, I don't know who he went up against, but I think he definitely deserved the the nod, at least, for best actor. Like, who? I don't know if we know who, who else uh, look it up. and for what other movies. While but. Scott looks that up, um, I thought it was really cool. While I was doing some research for this movie, I guess uh, Jordan Peele offered Daniel Kaluuya the spot or the 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 part on the spot as he was auditioning for this movie, and um, Peele had him act out the scene where he falls into the sunken place like five different times, and uh -huh. every time he he was able to time his tear perfectly uh -huh. to make his one single teardrop drop at the same time every time. Wow, which I thought was super impressive. Speaking of, uh, sorry, not not hit, but like Rose and him afterwards. Yeah, where like I think it was very funny. Like in, in like afterwards, like it, it. Sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. I was looking at what Scott was looking at, but when he's telling uh, Rose, like, "Oh, your mom hypnotized me last night." Yeah, and then she's like, "Oh, did she?" Like that felt very yeah. much like the like, "Oh, my white mom doesn't understand." Yeah, like whatever, and like I I kind of get it. Where like I heard that he drew on his own 
experiences of like being a black man and like having dated white people before. Mm. And I can see that definitely being like, Oh, like your mom like said something really weird to me. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, well she does. She just doesn't get it. And yeah, the white person underplays it. Yeah. And they don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I thought Daniel Kaluuya did a really great job. Um, I might go as far as even to say that I think he did a better job than Eddie Murphy could have done in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's saying a lot. I don't know. You think Eddie Murphy could have, because it sounds like I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say that nobody could play any role better than Eddie Murphy could play it. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a take. He was Wushu. What if he played all <laughs> Wushu? Wushu. Did I, you call him Wushu? I did call him Wushu. Wushu. That took, that's why I didn't respond yeah. right away. What if Get Out was just Eddie Murphy playing every role? Like, uh, like Norbit? Like, they just did Norbit. Uh-huh. Um, I think it'd be a bad movie, but I <laughs> yeah. think it would have been maybe more fun to talk about in this podcast. That, uh, I don't know. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I have honest. too, yeah. but that would be so fun to talk about. There yeah. was a joke in 30 Rock where Tracy Morgan said he was going to make a movie that was like Norbit where he plays all the parts. And then they said, that sounds hilarious. And he said, it's a drama. That's what, that's what I think we just pitched. <laughs> that was the peel pitch yeah. of Get Out. So That was why it got nominated for Best Comedy from the Golden Globes. <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that. Yeah. Golden Globes nominated this movie for uh, in, the, in the category of Best Comedy or Musical. Yeah. But we didn't. We didn't That's actually rough. explain the Eddie Murphy comment. Maybe you want to talk about that. Oh yeah, Peel. I guess Eddie Murphy was Peel's first choice. That is insane to me. I have to think that, like, at one point, because we talked about how Peel wrote over two hundred drafts of this movie, that in one of those drafts, Chris is an older man. But that's like. That's a radically different movie because nobody's going to pay twenty million dollars to inhabit you know fifty eight year old Eddie Murphy. Ten years. <laughs> this it, that's true. Um, yeah, I, I I think it would have been probably a lot worse. Yeah, yeah, agreed. <laughs> yeah, Going, that's that's a strong stance. Are you sure you want to take it? <laughs> <laughs> to back to the best actor and who he was against. So he was up against Denzel uh, as uh, from uh, Roman J Israel Esquire. He was also against uh, DDL uh, Daniel Day Lewis from Phantom Thread. And he was against Timothy Chalamet and Call Me By Your Name. And then he lost to Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. Wow. I didn't see a single one of those movies. <laughs> uh, I haven't either, actually, except Get Out. Wow. I, I'm surprised that you haven't seen Darkest Hour. Isn't that about Churchill? Churchill? I yeah. wanted to watch it. And then I think it came out because it came out when I was in college. And I think I was studying for finals and I was like, Oh, I really want to go see it. And then I just forgot about it. I've heard great things. I want to see it. I haven't seen any of them either. Do you think that Gary <laughs> Oldman says anything intelligible or do you like, is, I that, think, is it like a true to life Winston? No, Churchill performance I think where he's just a mush mouth. It, it was one of those things where they said like, he did a great job. Like, being Churchill. Like that's what he did. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I guess see that. Was that you or was that a clip from the movie? (laughs) (laughs) That was a clip of Winston Churchill. (laughs) Okay. It's a, it's a bummer that Tyler's not here right now because I would guess that he's seen all five of those. Probably. (laughs) Yeah. I know he's seen Phantom Thread uh, because I've heard him talk about it. Well, Um, we ran the numbers and Tyler's seen like 80% of He's these He's probably movies. watched all five of those this year. Oh, uh, we should probably read what Tyler wrote about. Well, we'll do that as we get into the ratings, but we can jump into the ratings now. We're already over an hour. Well, I so. want to, I want to say one other thing before we move on. Uh, Jake, I'm curious to hear your take on this. Uh, Cause after I watched Nope, I thought um, like, I, I thought to myself, I feel like Jordan Peele is the new Hitchcock. I feel like this is the only movie I've seen, so I feel like I can't 
I can't really render a verdict. But just like from your, from his reputation and the fact that he's already like garnered such a name for himself. Yeah. Like, and I don't like, I feel like this is probably less common for directors where like you hear the name, like the average person hears the name of a director and like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that makes sense. Cause Chris Nolan, I think Chris Nolan, like I said earlier, Chris Nolan, Tarantino, I feel like are the only other two that have the name recognition that Jordan Peele now has. And I feel like, like Chris Nolan is even less so like, like if you were to ask, like, for example, my mom, like, oh, do you want to go see this new Christopher Nolan movie? She'd be like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. And then I would explain, I would say he did this movie, this movie, this movie. She'd be like, oh, okay, those are yeah. good movies. But like, if you, like, I think the only person besides Jordan Peele, who I think my, like that, like the average, like if you yes. ask anybody on the street besides Jordan Peele would be like Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. Yeah. Um, and even, I feel like Nolan could have maybe been this way at one point, but then he did Dunkirk and then he now is doing the Oppenheimer movie where like he is not as much of a director where you go in and like, you don't want to know anything about the movie before you go in and you don't want to spoil the movie. And then you spend hours dissecting it and every little thing and every little thing has uh some like meaning to it which is for sure the way that jordan peele is i mean what about like inception and the prestige yeah well that's why uh, i said at one point i think he was but he's not as much anymore yeah i mean i guess we'll have to see how how jordan peele's career progresses because um, that's true yeah he could change lanes but at this point like he's definitely the kind of director that like you you do not know what you're in for except for the fact that you know you're in for something like you okay. know you're in for something really unique and special and that is going to have a ton of meaning for you to dissect uh-huh. um and all of that reminds me so much of hitchcock no i think that that's fair i just i think i need to watch more of his movies to be able to yeah. Determine, and I'll probably. I've just been crazy busy, but I want to watch Nope before it gets out of theaters. All that to say, it's just uh, I'm super excited that we have like a director like that in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's always fun to have someone like that in your time. Yeah, you know, because like it's easy to look back at the people, but it, it's it's great to like see it and then recognize why you're in it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's not really anyone else out there that's making original content at that quality. Yeah. And so it's just super special. Well, I think like didn't you, you did we say this on Mike that this was the highest grossing film based off of an original IP since Us, which was also I, I the did highest. Say that okay, on, on Pod, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. nuts, absolutely yeah. nuts. That you're you're like you're setting and then breaking your own records. Yeah, because like, that's even, crazy. Even Nolan isn't really doing that anymore. Like Oppenheimer's not original. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, know, he's like, doing he's doing World War Two movies now. It yeah, seems exactly. Oh well, I he guess does he did, it from time to time. He did Tenet. Tenet, which was was that a, was that his original IP or was that like on a book or something? Oh, I'm sure it was his. Okay. Yeah. Um. But like Tarantino is the only other one I can think of really. Yeah. Right now. And he's yeah. not done a movie for years, couple years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, we're going to start with Tyler. Why don't you give us his take, and then we'll go into the ratings. So Tyler says, uh, I love the movie. I think that Peel might be the new Stephen King with his character-centered horror and suspense. And do you want me to give him the rating right now? Yeah. What did, uh, what did Tyler give this movie? Tyler gave it uh, an 8.6 uh, well-intentioned, harmful, white liberal dads. <laughs> <laughs> forgot we're doing that um okay, all right zach you're up, you're up. <laughs> cool. sorry tyler i picked your unit <laughs> i'm gonna give this movie an 8.9 uh 
um, Roadkill Deers. And I'm going to give this movie uh, 9.1 um, keys that can't be found but are really in your hand. Uh, Jake? Uh, I, I gave something to Tyler, and now I don't have something for myself. Hold on. Uh, I'm going to give this an 8.4 blind guy brain transplants. <laughs> nice. All right, this no, comes... No, cue balls to the skull. Is that what you, <laughs> is that you killed him with, right? A, a cue ball? Yeah. Wasn't it like a, a bocce ball? Oh, it was? Yeah, bocce was balls bigger. to the skull. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, this comes out to an 88%, pretty high. Uh, this is now ranked number 14 out of 104. Wow. So top 20, uh, really good. Once again, the other guys gave this a 98%, so we're 10% below them. But IMDb gave it a 7.7, so we're 11% higher than them. Uh, so I, I like this. I think this is a really good rating. It was a great movie. I have a question about our metrics that I've never asked. Huh. Are we using the other guy's critics or audience score? Uh, I'm not sure. All right. I think it's the critic score. Because IMDb, is IMDb critics that are rating or is it just any person? It's, it's uh, I, I, IMDb, I'm pretty sure it's all um, audience. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know professionals, which one. We're getting some audience and then we're getting some. I wonder if we want to start talking about audience versus critic scores because like I feel like I've seen a lot of movies like I haven't watched The Gray Man yet. It's on, on Netflix. I want to. Uh, but like it's got like a 90 something from the audience and like a 40 something from the critics. I wonder if that's yeah, something was, that would be interesting for us fun. to talk about. Oh, that's shocking. I thought it was garbage. Really? I thought it sucked. Well, I haven't seen it, so I can't. I can't. Really I didn't finish it. it. Critically, I don't think it was good, but it was like fun. Oh, I had zero fun <laughs> watching it. Huh. Well, that's, that's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to watch it to break the RP tie because Tyler's not here, so yeah. he doesn't count for this voting on the Gray Man. <laughs> I'll update you guys next recording session. Uh, I mean, of the two movies that came out that day, I would say watch Nope way before you watch The Gray Man. Oh, they came out on the same day. Mm -hmm. huh. Um. All right. Well, what are what are we doing next week? Uh, we're gonna go to Jake's movie next week. Oh, we're going to my movie. Well, Tyler's not here yet. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, well, we're watching our first John Wayne movie. It's, it's either going to be that or Tyler's movie. Yeah, we'll see. It, it's, it's either going to be The Searchers or Crazy Stupid Love, two very similar movies, uh, but surprise for next week. Yeah. Both movies that people have said are like seminal, like cinema changing films. Yeah, like yeah. I can't tell you how many people have said like, look, Crazy Stupid Love, it's, you know, the greatest Western movie of all time. <laughs> exactly. um, Zach, do you have any final thoughts on Get Out before we go? I really want to hear Tyler's final Dude, I think this episode is just going to be effed up.